0: Welcome to Here's What You Do, an advice podcast from an optimist, a pessimist, and a nihilist who managed to start a company together. And even that decision took a few years. I'm Steven. I've been called an optimist, but I prefer passionate. Gross. I'm Ryan. I've been called a pessimist, but I prefer pragmatic. And I'm Shane. I've been called a nihilist, but I prefer existentially
1: grounded. As always, we'll be answering three questions submitted by you. If you'd like to submit questions for future episodes, swing on by uh, patreon.com slash watcher or submit them to hwydpod
0: at gmail.com. And today's topics are bad tippers, uh, how to nap, and having a resting bitch face. Wow, I An feel RBF. like I could
1: weigh in on all three of these.
2: And I will, so... Oh, <laughs> I guess that's good. First
0: course of order here, that's Ryan's good. back. Welcome back. Oh I yeah, am back. Ryan took a little break. Uh, yeah, I was on vacation. They shot two episodes while I was on vacation. That's what we do here. We batch episodes at the old W. And uh, it, it it seems like I've been gone away for a long time, but really just the, that that couple days there. But uh, you just happened to the... be gone for of uh, <laughs> uh, what. Two, three, four, I don't know, not very long. That's the thats the old production life for you guys out there. If you didn't know how production works, sometimes we batch shoot. And, that's uh, right. And that's, and that's what happened here.
1: Usually not by a bunch, though it'd be cool if we could just uh, record 50 of these in a week. Are you wearing a ring? Uh, I've been wearing a lot more hats lately just because my hair is getting so unruly that I just need to... Um, I just need to pull it back. Well, this is good. I look like Neil oh, Young like this. And love that's, that. that's pretty good. The the listeners right now can't see me, but it's it's really quite a look. Uh, if you'd yeah, like to see like... the video version of this swing by youtube.com slash watcher podcasts where we post these, but it's a it's a look that I'm going for and I'm committed to it. I don't quite
0: enjoy having hair in front of my eyes like this. I don't know how people can live like that. Oh, um, I can't I mean I'm gonna cut some of the length off the top of my head too. Just because I'm the, the long hair. <laughs> Should we just turn this podcast into a hair podcast? <laughs> I mean, look,
1: we love to talk. It's quarantine times. Hair is one of the most exciting topics that anyone has to talk about right now. Because that's it's true. all we got. Hair's all we got. Fair enough.
0: And this is the hair, proper hair way enough. to talk about hair. <laughs> On a podcast yeah. with each other inside our houses safely. Uh, so look not look not on signage outside protesting that you can't get a haircut. forward.
1: Look forward to our <laughs> hair centric uh, uh, spin off podcast launching in a few weeks. Hair enough uh, with with uh, the hair boys. Uh, yeah, that yeah. We are commonly not known. the hairy boys, just the hair boys. No,
2: we're just hair boys. We're not okay. we're not hairy boys. Um, yeah. Ryan, you were gone for a bit. Did you gain uh, some wisdom and insight that you can share on this podcast for? Some Of these questions, is that yeah, why you, you were went gone? to what you Collecting went to the desert knowledge? You went to I went the to desert Sedona,
0: and very sp- balls uh, out there looking at the stars oh or something. boy, Do I wish? Uh, <laughs> uh, no, I went to Sedona, which some refer to as a spiritual mecca. Uh, there's a lot of vortexes out there. I don't know if you guys know what that is. That's where you're I supposed to be. I believe the have. term is vortex vortices. Is it vortices? I don't know. I don't know. Vorte- vortices into what. Uh well it, it, apparently it's supposed to be not so much like a supernatural thing it's just to put, it's supposed to be a place that promotes spiritual growth or mm. enlightenment. Uh mm. so I I went to one I meditated on it. Uh, I enjoy meditating. It was no easier than it was meditating say in my house, but I guess it's nice to meditate in scenery. I sat on top of a big red rock. I mean look, uh, you know, meditating a lot of people
1: love it. I don't it's I don't think it, I I guess it is spiritual, but a lot of people do it in a way that is not necessarily spiritual so much as just like as a mental
0: clearing uh, sort of exercise to promote good I, mental health. I think nowadays spiritual is not used so much in the sense of like uh, spirit,
1: like yeah, that. yeah, like or, religious, or, right, or, <laughs> like, it, it, or, or that. Like it's more of just Christmas like, past.
0: like uh, you I, today. I would say spiritual is actually more synonymous with uh, mindful. Sure. New age, Mindful almost. Getting in touch with your being, really. Yeah. And I would say that a lot of that came from uh, my girlfriend uh, b- before I was a, uh, let's just say I wasn't looking inward too much. <laughs> and uh, she has definitely opened my eyes to that uh, side of myself, which is, uh, I owe her more than that, than I could admit just for that alone. But uh, yeah, I, I would recommend meditating to anybody out there. It's it's a fantastic exercise. And for someone who has a very uh, unquiet mind like mine, uh, that moves a million miles per second at all times, it's nice to just take a couple minutes out of the day to uh, not think. You would you, you'd you be surprised at the wonders it could do. That being said, oh, I've fallen off of it. Uh, I don't I've think meditated it's in like weeks. Which is I don't not think good. it's
1: necessarily laughable to do it out there in the in the desert on a rock because if i tried I, to do that here in la i got a bunch of rotten dogs outside always barking <laughs> i got helicopters flying overhead close your window shane they can, my window's closed right now but i could still oh, hear okay. people i i don't know if i've mentioned this before but this has happened so many times this has happened twice now which is frankly more than sh- should happen but there's been several times where we've been on a meeting and because i'm right next to my window and i'm a half a floor up Uh, Sometimes there will be like a FedEx person or something who will see me at the window and they're not delivering stuff for me, but they just yell at me and they're like, hey, I'm like, (laughs) sorry, like we've been on meetings with fairly important people where I need to be like zoned in and people will be like, hey. Is this, uh, this sad, they'll just be yelling things at me. And I'm like, I'm on a call. And I've had them go, like do the motion like, we'll take your headphones off. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm in my home. You can't just yell at me in my home. I don't, I, I'm busy. It's just I a pandemic, differ. everyone's working yeah. from home. Leave me alone.
2: You're so approachable, Shane. And we'll get into
0: that in the third question here. Oh, hell um, yeah. You're, you're just somebody yeah, I, who people wanna talk to. I guess. I think we all somewhat have faces that feel like you could bother us. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, well, I, I don't think I do, but we'll we'll, we'll definitely get into it. Maybe that. not. Maybe I know definitely Shane and I do. Then, but uh, let's get into these questions here. Let's get into uh, it. Let's do it. We sure, should we start with Shane? Yeah, I, I'll I'll take it. I'll take it
2: away. I'll take it away. Oh, I, I, I love your first question here, Shane. I'm really you into this far one. Froze. If you didn't pick it, what I was going to. to
1: steven has got bad internet today, as you know. We do no. record these in separate locations. Well, I, I can hear you, Stephen. It, oh, it okay. won't sound I, bad to the viewers because you're uh, recording your audio at home. But
2: I, I just said I love this question, and I would have chosen it if you hadn't. Oh, Wait, Stephen, you're you're frozen still for me. Stop it, Ryan! I'm not frozen. You liar! That's a good bit. You're 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 pretending to be.
1: Can frozen. you hear? Can you hear Steven? Stephen, can you hear us? No, I can't <laughs> hear him.
0: This hey. is classic bullying. Hey. This is crazy. I will not stand for it. I guess we'll just do the podcast with Shane and I. That's crazy.
2: <laughs> By the way, I can cancel this meeting because I'm the room owner. So if you guys don't follow my rules, you know what, Ron? I'm putting you in the waiting room right now. No, you I can't won't. do that. No. <laughs> well, yeah, do it. Do it. <laughs> no. No, no, no. no I won't, don't I
0: won't. banish me to the I, waiting room. It's a void. Maybe, it's a white void. Maybe Steven next time.
1: Steven is the Zoom Daddy for this
0: uh, recording. I don't know if you um, should call him the Zoom Daddy. Zaddy.com.
1: <laughs> um, here we go. Paints um, a very
0: different image of what the He's, Zoom Daddy.
1: he's Zoom Daddy. Uh, this person says, love the TV slash movie themed made up names. So I assume that means they want one. So this is from Charles Grodin. Uh, here's the thing. A I favorite. recently went out for a quick lunch with a friend. Our bill was about $20. It was happy hour, so some items were discounted. I like that little detail. I like to hear that. I offered to pick up the tab if she tipped because she's struggling with money. She laid down $3. I knew instantly that wasn't enough, even if we were doing the 20% rule. Mm -hmm. I also kept in mind items were discounted. I wasn't sure how to sneak in extra bills without insulting her. I managed to lay down a few more bills, but how do you handle situations like this? If you have a friend who is a bad tipper, should you say something or just forever over tip when you're with them? Fun fact, it costs the US five cents to 12 cents to print a single bill of currency.
2: Wait, is, oh yeah, yes, yes. Good fact, I like that fact, because money costs money to make money. Takes
0: money to make money, baby. That's right, that's right. That's true. Uh, what do you think about this, Shane? Seeing it as as it's your question.
1: Well, now here's the thing: is what I'm here's the thing. As someone who has worked in the service industry, I've never been a waiter, so I or, mm. or a server. I have. So I, you have. Okay. So I'm very curious to hear what you say about this. I do tend to um, adhere closer to the 15 to 20 percent range, but as do I. I I don't think it's unheard of, especially like in my college days when I didn't have as much money, for people to tip 15%. I don't think that's something that is scoffed
0: at. Is it? No, I think yeah, 15 to 20% is usually the range. Um, yeah. And sometimes, uh, most of the times I tip 20%, but if someone's been a very, very bad server, I'll tip them 15%. Uh, I like to yeah, trot out this story whenever I
1: can because it really cracks me
0: up. One time, uh, <laughs> <laughs> do
1: you know what story I'm going to
0: tell? Yeah, is it the uh, the Lyft one or is it the... uh no, it's Chipotle. Chipotle? <laughs>
1: yeah, one time we were out on the road for Unsolved and we stopped at a Chipotle and I had a dollar in my pocket and I just threw it in the, the tip jar and Ryan said, what are you doing? <laughs> and I said i don't know i'm just you know throwing in a tip and he said why yeah that's true i still stand in front of the chipotle employees i didn't no, no. in front of the no, employees. they, they, were, oh, they yeah. were like grabbing my <laughs> chips or something but i was like i guess because i had some cash on me and i felt like tipping them
0: yeah because i was confused about uh immediately i brought my own personal baggage into that situation because i was just like have i not been tipping properly when it came to chipotle and fast oh, casual? Maybe
1: That's I mean, I, look, it's not something
0: I do every time, but if I have some cash on me, I will do it. Because um, that then begs the question, which I know Shane hates that phrase because I guess it it's raises the question.
1: It raises I, the question. I mean,
0: most of the people in the world say
1: it begs the They're question. They're wrong. Words mean things for a
0: reason. It's mm-hmm. not well, begging I mean, the question. I feel like most of the people would disagree with you.
1: Begging the question is a very specific
0: phrase. It means a very specific thing. Okay, where were we? You don't We tip were talking about tipping. Oh, I was saying uh, that begs the question. Uh, <laughs> do you then tip McDonald's or Jack in the Box? Or do you, you know, where does the line stop there? and this is why by the way i think tipping in america is all fucked up well some places we don't just, let you if tip, we just you
1: can, i don't think mcdonald's has like tip jars they have they, like uh you know ronald mcdonald house uh jars they have like donations
0: you, yeah but i mean they're not going to yeah. stop yeah. you if you do it i believe no you, you can't I tip th- at mcdonald's
1: yeah i think generally uh, some companies
0: have policies yeah, it's where impossible. it's like they don't they don't let you do that yeah either way the point i'm making is that i think if we just paid uh you know people in the restaurant industry the proper amount or in general, just across hey. the board, uh, we wouldn't need to rely on uh, you know Shane or I <laughs> then uh, worrying about whether or not we're tipping the proper amount. Uh, I think so it's that's stupid. so that's why you don't tip because you are making a a point. Uh, no, I'm at, I'm <laughs> saying that I think it's <laughs> shitty that because you work at Chipotle you get a tip and at McDonald's you don't get a tip because McDonald's doesn't allow it. I, yeah. I, I, think, I think I mean that's Dumb. They're doing the I same agree. amount of work. Yeah. Uh if if that's the case, I think every job should be tipped. I I've also also been very fascinated about what jobs constitute a tip in general. Like we like you know, a bellhop carrying up your leg uh, your luggage. You would generally tip that person because it's uh it's socially accepted that that's the thing you're supposed to do. Yeah. But for instance, like uh let me think of uh what's something else that you that should warrant a tip but they don't get a tip. Uh, but there's also so many things. Maybe.
1: Like the Would, bellhop. Th- yes, agreed, flight attendant. Sure. They're doing a lot for you. They're bringing you mm-hmm. little drinks. They're giving you little nuts. Yeah, where's the tip there? I feel like they deserve a tip. Um, it's but just the other thing fair. is like uh, there's also, and maybe this is also a result of just underpaying. There's so many positions where like for instance the bellhop when they're like would you like me to carry your bags to your room I'm like no I'm good I I don't <laughs> yeah. need you to do that uh which
2: you know maybe for the elderly that's yeah, nice yeah. you know could be yeah who knows i don't know you know what blows my mind is huh. i received the best service overseas where tipping is not a thing mm-hmm. and it, it just it, it does make me question this whole tipping policy in america so i mean i agree with you ryan it's a broken system unfortunately i do know that a lot of restaurants have tried to pay their employees the right way and it actually causes some of them to go bankrupt so it's not even the restaurants fault for doing that i'm gonna say if 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 paying your employees is what causes you to go bankrupt then no no no. sorry you should go bankrupt um it's 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 a it's a broken system It's i'm just yes. saying it's not the restaurant's fault i mean we're circling back to a, a an oft yeah. covered topic which yeah. is
1: capitalism is broken and, <laughs>
0: yes uh, <laughs> it's broken yeah it's, it's it's i wish it was just uniform that if, across the service industry anything that involves service should be tipped I, all i'm saying is that i don't think we should blame restaurants for adhering
2: to the system that has put been put in place um and I've seen it where some restaurants do try to pay their servers in a certain way
0: and it doesn't work because the system is so broken. So uh, if your friend is not tipping 15 to 20% at a restaurant where it is, that is one of the few places where it's widely accepted and known you should be tipping. And there's, um, there in those places for you not to tip is pretty unacceptable.
1: I'll say this other so person is tipping 15%, $3 out of 20 15%. It is 15%. So yeah, that's true. That is true. Uh, they're making it sound like it's incredibly egregious. I don't think it is, especially on a $20 bill. That's not like nuts. If it yeah. was like, you know, if it was like $100 and you're tipping
2: 5%, that's probably pretty shitty. Um, well, l- let me get into it cuz I used to be a server. Yeah. And I was a server at a sushi restaurant where yeah. we constantly had happy hours, uh okay. not constantly, but oh, Mondays wait, and Tuesdays. So- yeah, yeah so yeah. happy hours does that factor into this so okay so that's the thing is that people don't know so i was a server we served half off sushi on mondays and tuesday nights and also half off wines on certain nights as well and most people do not tip based on the original check they actually tip based on the final number that they see on the receipt i do that as well but i guess i don't do a lot of happy hours so i'm not super familiar with that or if i do i'm tipping like per drink you know technically you're supposed to do it on the original price technically see we're now wait a second you're talking about
0: the the price before the happy hour discount Exactly oh, before before the happy hour discount before the discount. So let's say that the bill was
2: actually forty dollars. Yeah. Technically speaking, you should be tipping six dollars if you want to tip fifteen percent. So that's where the friend's coming in, and the friend knows like how it's supposed to work. However, as a server, I think ninety-five percent of people don't know that, or they don't want I to did know, not that, know that, and they don't tip that way. Um, and so I have come to accept that. People who do tip in this way, $3, I'm not mad about it. And um, I would say most servers probably aren't mad about it. Um, But here's the other thing. Tipping also is really important for the server. So if you can leave 20%, even if it's 20% of the final bill, that means a lot. It goes a long way. And it's only if you, what is the math here? What is 20% of 20 it's $4, uh, $4. It's $4. So you're you're spending 1 extra dollar to essentially make this person's day. And I know that sounds like it's crazy that you're making their day, but no, truly, when I get a 20% tip, I feel way better than if I get a 15% tip, even if it's only like a dollar, $2.50. So um I highly encourage people to tip 20 to 25% um and kind of like Brian said, if you really felt like their service was subpar and you want to send some sort of message, that's fine. But I still typically will but even just then, tip twenty
0: percent. Like don't not tip if, if you think right. fifteen, <laughs> 15 of your like, service whoa. was shit. <laughs> Cause fifteen is the lowest you should ever go, in my opinion. But uh uh, that's, that's, that. that's that's as uh, the old slap on the wrist I would say and but on the, the other part, side of that funny. coin
1: if someone really goes above and beyond or you've had a great experience up it you know
0: a little yeah. more yeah. a little more there's also something to say too about like I, I think the question is about what you should do with a friend who's doing this we've answered yes. it as if it was we ourselves <laughs> right so uh this is tough for me. Actually, Shane, you 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 look like you have to say something. You go Well,
1: first. here's what I would say: is I don't know that I would weigh in with the friend because here's it's tough because one you don't know a person's monetary situation.
0: Yeah, you don't know their economic status.
1: At the same time, if it's like well, if they're if they are that strapped for cash, I, maybe if they think well, well, I'm giving fifteen percent, so I'm doing that. I tend to. I try to just give a little bit more knowing that there's probably people out there who aren't able to really, really put like 20% or more out there. When it comes to, I've never been in a situation where someone has under tipped and I've felt obligated to like sneak a dollar in there. Luckily, I haven't either. That, I don't know. I feel like you could probably do that. It's probably not the end of the world. You could always like tuck it under your dish or under a menu or something so the person finds it. Um, I don't think it's the end of the world. I don't think you need to, like, I mean, if it it becomes a pattern where they're just constantly doing it, there's probably a way to do it without lecturing them. Like, you know, get one of your other friends in there. All three of you go out, have your other friend ask you, like, well, how much do you usually tip? You know, that's the way to do it. Yeah, there's, Make it seem like an organic conversation where your other sure. friend says to you, like, oh, I I always I never know how much to tip. Is it like 15 percent? Is that kosher? Should it be closer to 20? <laughs> then you get the conversation going. Yeah, this yeah. other person is just a witness to this conversation. They're absorbing it without realizing that it's directed at them specifically. But they don't know.
0: I mean also though if it's like some if it's one time maybe it's just like oh let that go you don't that's like what you I'm saying said, yeah. you don't know it's their eco- you don't know what their economic status is but if it's something that's happening over and over again I don't think there's a problem in bringing it up with them and just you don't have to lecture them but you could just say hey uh you know normally it is kosher to tip 15 to 20 percent because a lot of these servers depend on that uh I noticed that you weren't not saying that, not telling you what to do just saying that like maybe you didn't know that uh that's what I normally do. But uh, you leave it up to them to decide. But there's a good possibility that they may not even know that's a thing. That's uh, true. You gotta give them the uh, opportunity to go, oh, I didn't know that. You know? I agree, And
2: I, because I only found out about these rules of tipping when I started, when I became a server. Uh, and so most people just yeah. don't know. Like how much do you tip for a cup of coffee? That's something that's been hotly debated And I don't know, there's no right answer to it. It's very tough. Isn't it the same thing?
1: It's kind of a weird, no, it's It's like like, for me, it's kind of a sliding scale. Like if I'm going somewhere and I'm just getting like coffee or a drink or something, then like for coffee, I might do a couple bucks, even if that's like,
2: you know, half of what the cup of coffee cost or whatever. Yeah, because have you seen those people who, when they sell coffee, it'll be like, okay, you bought a $4 coffee, and then the tip options are $1, $2, and $3? Yeah.
0: Oh, normally I've seen it pop up as 15, 20, 25%. Usually the places I go to, even for a cup of coffee, like Starbucks, it's like it puts up percentages. Oh, yeah, I'm not drinking coffee. Yeah, Starbucks Starbucks has gotten
1: kind of weird with their tipping lately. Starbucks, like you used to be able to very easily
0: add a tip on there for like the. Thing, but they don't do that anymore. It's but see, this conversation right now that we're having is very indicative of what I was saying. There's a good chance that they just don't know. Like, we don't even know for this coffee situation. So it doesn't hurt to just be like, hey, notice this was happening. Maybe you didn't know this. But also, I'll say
1: as a... as Look, as a former barista, um, uh, when it comes to coffee, and maybe this is different for like a diner or something, I never when people didn't tip, I wasn't like, Oh, how dare you? I was like, Mm -hmm, yeah, they're mm -hmm. picking up a cup of coffee. I don't care.
0: Um, Mm -hmm. uh, really, how's that different than a drink? Like a, like a drink at a bar.
1: I don't know, frankly, (laughs) and I'm, I've never been a bartender, so I don't know. Um, I would assume if you're a bartender, you expect most people to tip. It feels a little more, uh, obvious there or like expected, it, but why is stu- what,
0: where does the expectation come from? What is that founded in? It's the same thing. They're putting in an equal amount yeah. of effort to make a cup of coffee than they would. So a I don't drink. know. And also, there's probably something different to my experience because I was at a
1: Starbucks, and I'm sure there's you know those artists out there at uh, some smaller.
0: <laughs> You're making like a picture of Stephen Lim's face or something in the frothing.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> so there might be that. Um, but you know, hey, granted, I'll, we, I'll we tip a hundred percent for that. <laughs> well, we all know that what's the quickest way into Stephen Lim's wallet I mean there put were his also likeness times, though, on anything you're selling him uh,
1: there were also times though when we were like <laughs> working our asses off during like morning rush uh, and you would be you know pulling the levers for 90 minutes straight, sweating, not sweating into the cups, obviously. <laughs> um, and it would just be like nonstop. Mm-hmm. And even then I was like, well, if people want to tip me, that's great. If they don't, that's fine. Um, I, I would notice we'd get a lot of tips from like regulars where yeah, like, yeah. you know, we'd, knew, we'd know what they want
0: um, or we'd chat with them because we'd recognize well, that's cool. them. That's we had regulars. The, yeah. Uh, this actually gives me the opportunity to talk about something that has long annoyed me in that I noticed that a lot of people at open bars do not tip the bartenders when they make them drinks. They just take the drinks and walk away. That's and nasty. always pisses me off.
1: That's nasty uh, because it's, frankly, it's, um, it's one of the greatest bar experiences you can have at an open bar. Absolutely. At the beginning yeah. of the night, you give them a large bill. And because look, at that point, they're, they're your pal. Exactly. And then mm-hmm. They're gonna they're gonna look after you for the rest of the night. No, and You're I like spreading
0: them. it out though because it's like an yeah. exchange every time. It's like you know what? You keep them coming, pal. I'll keep them coming. You keep them coming. With oh, the just, I'm coming back with the tips.
1: I just throw uh. down right up top to let them
0: know like we're gonna have a relationship. Yeah. <laughs> me and you, we're gonna be friends tonight. <laughs> yeah. You are going to get used to this mug because it's gonna degrade as the yeah. hours go on.
1: <laughs> I remember at a at one Buzzfeed holiday party, Zach Kornfeld saw me do that. He was like, "What's going on there?" I was like.
0: I got a friend now. See how that works? Yes. <laughs> it's like, oh. It's also just shitty that they're like cranking out these drinks and like getting nothing for it. It's like yeah, the that's worst the other there. Thing.
1: I just try to tip larger there. Cause it's like, yeah it's, yeah, it's an open bar. So there's definitely gonna be people who are just mooching all night. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on here. That was fun. Yeah. It was fun. I, and fun to learn something. I didn't know that yeah, thing we about got into happy like hour. A, So next time I do this, a little happy
0: hour thing, I'll I'll keep that in mind. Let's move on to my question here. Uh, this comes from. Uh, they ask to either refer to them by their fake name or, or no, they ask to either give them a fake name or to refer to them by the title that they've provided. I personally like their title, so I'm going to use that one. Uh, hey, Stephen, cool. Shane, and Ryan, please give me a fake name or refer to me by my title, Dumpling Queen. Your choice. Dumpling I have a dilemma Queens. because I've only recently started to get exhausted in the middle of the day, but I can't for the life of me take a nap i've work i've started working last month and it will often feel tired in the middle of the day i'll feel exhausted and have a hard time focusing i know i should take a nap but if i let myself drift off I wake up the next day. I've tried setting alarms, but I just sleep through it and wake up at my usual waking hours. Also, I can't take sleeping pills because I can't swallow pills. I just can't. The closest I've come to taking a nap is to lay in bed, close my eyes, and think of work or something to distract me so I won't accidentally fall asleep. But that doesn't really make me feel rested. Do you guys have any tricks or tips for taking a nap or other alternatives that I might consider? Trivia. Taste receptors are weird. Mir- miraculin can make sour taste sweet. Bitter, sweet, and umami is just one type of receptor. And there's taste receptors in our gut and pancreas. Wild. Sincerely, a tired dumpling queen. TDQ. Uh, let's see here. I will say that I too have also uh, had uh, trouble napping. Um, usually I'll just overnap like she said here. Or um, I just can't nap. Uh, there was a brief moment in college where I was doing those. Uh, I don't know what the actual terminology for it is. I, I, I called them bulletproof naps, or uh, which was basically I would take, uh, I drink a cup of coffee, which uh, or a little bit of it because coffee really drives me wild. So maybe like a sip or so. Drives wild. I've seen that so much caffeine. Coffeeed up, Ryan. <laughs> he goes nutty one cup of coffee is often too much for me. So I'll take like a sip or something and then I'll nap. And while the uh, I'm napping, the coffee's kicking in so that when I wake up, I'm like the Hulk. I'm like super energized. Um, but that, I will say, may not seem like a solution to you because you seem to be a little bit unnerved and maybe uh, frightened by like a ticking time bomb inside you that's like forcing you to fall asleep by a certain time. Because if you know, I guess if you drink that coffee and it kicks in before you nap, now you're just not going to nap. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I I I get what you're saying though, especially now in the pandemic. I feel like I have definitely started to feel more tired throughout the day than I ever have, and that's weird because all we're doing right now is sitting on our asses. Well, that's um, why. Yeah, but why would you be tired after that? Because uh, I've used to I... work on set lifting shit all day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and i wouldn't be like 2 p.m. like ugh i'm so well, tired that's yeah but that's, you're you're figuring yeah. it out that's that's why but you would because, think you'd be exhausted from the physical exertion that would make you yeah, tired yeah you would think so but exercise gives you energy yes
2: mm.
1: um i feel like the the uh quarantine is just there's been so much sitting around that mm-hmm. it's just sucking the energy out of everyone um me. It I've noticed it with me. There's just like, I, th- I feel like it's like a slow snowball of, and I, I try, you know, I, I run and I I try to do as much as I can, but there's still like a, there's still a a, a definite decline in just overall movement because, you know, we're not going anywhere. I'm sitting at my yeah. desk and doing work um, all day. And then in the evening, it's like, are we going to go anywhere? No. Okay.
0: I guess we'll watch Sopranos or something. You know um, what I wish I would have done at the beginning of quarantine? I wish I would have taken measuring tape or like Taylor's tape, you know, the kind that's very flexible mm-hmm. and measured the the circumference of my ass cheeks just to sure. see how round they were so that yes. I could see at the end of quarantine if they got in flatter <laughs> over time. Because of the amount of time I've been sitting on them, I get my hands how,
1: sh- <laughs> how round they are. You
0: know, like you know, because right now, uh, you you listeners, audio wise, can't see this, but right now, I'm making kind of like a like a moon, like a bowl, like a popcorn bowl shape, which sure. is what I imagine each of my buttocks look like at the beginning of quarantine. I imagine now, because of the constant applied pressure, they have start, they've gotten flatter. I would imagine. Yeah. You're like I wish Lego, I would have done. You're like a Lego man now. That. Exactly. Yeah, I'm like uh, I'm like Chris Pratt in in the Lego movie. Yes. Uh, I think I, I wish I would have done that study. Had I known the pandemic was going to be this long, I would have done it day one, and now, and then I would have had a great entry into the scientific journal. But I did not. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what are you going to do? Hindsight uh, is twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. I used to be a. <laughs> I used to be a big uh, nap man. In is that phrase ruined forever now? Hindsight is twenty twenty.
1: I guess, yeah. This fucking year sucks, man.
0: I want to say I used to be a a big nap man. Loved
1: naps. Um, Loved naps in high school. Loved them in college. I mean, college, I was a napaholic. You know, I'd, I'd schedule my classes so I'd have some in the morning and then I'd have a nice nap window where I could go back to my dorm and nap for a
0: bit. Then. Go back to class if needed. Did you hum to yourself before you walked to bed? Did you go na nap, na, 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 na. yeah. man?
1: No, that's good though. Uh, my uh, roommate uh, Matt, my freshman year, who was like one of my very very good friends from high <laughs> school, one of my best friends, um, he he also loved naps, and we would um uh, our dorm room had a bunk, so he oh, had the yeah, bottom dang. bunk, and I had the so top bunk. So much room for activities. And he he would, um, he had a nap playlist and we would both like take time. Oh, hell at the same yeah. Time. I love it. Uh, it had like, I think it had like Keen and Kings of Convenience and like a
0: lot of uh,
1: early 2000s. Oh, I'm surprised soft. he didn't
0: have some Richter in there. Have you ever listened? To, oh, by the way, the, oh, here's Max a Richter? bit of advice. Yeah, Max Richter actually has uh, an album. I think it's called Sleep. Uh, oh, he there you made go. a whole album catered to making you sleep. I tried it out. Actually works pretty well because I often have trouble falling asleep in general. So maybe you want to incorporate some white noise That's true. or uh, some some, some uh, movie scores that are soothing,
1: or some nice ambience, some Brian Eno or some uh, some weird
0: sugar roasts or something. Um, raindrops is something I sometimes raindrops. listen to. I listen to rain hitting leaves. Um, um,
1: I, I will say though,
0: I have moved out
1: of my nap uh, phase, which lasted for 26 years of my life. Oh wow. <laughs> Uh and it was there were a lot of times uh in my adult life where I was like, I don't need to take naps anymore. I probably shouldn't take as many naps because I've always been a very I've been a night owl my whole life. I mm, tend to yes. stay up uh till like nowadays I usually stay up till like midnight or one, but for most of my twenties, I'd say I usually would go to bed around like two or so. Yeah. Yeah, that's about me too. Um and naps were always just a result of that, it was sort
0: of a byproduct. Um, well, we'll let you know it was time to move on. Was it like you didn't feel nourished after a nap? Because before I would say I would take a nap and it would, it would be delicious. I'd wake up and I'd be yes, like, wow, I feel so yes. energized, ready to attack the day with vigor.
1: Well, um, moving in with Sarah helped immensely because she goes to bed a lot mm-hmm. earlier than me. And by that, I mean, not always, but usually like she'll head to bed like an hour before me. Um, and so I, I think it just normalized my sleep schedule in a in a way, which is very mm. nice. I tend to wake up earlier too, which is nice. Yeah. Um and the other thing is moving into this apartment, my old apartment uh that I had in Los Angeles, um, and I think this has been the case with a lot of places I lived, had a window right by the bed where at the perfect time in the afternoon, it would cast beautiful beams of sunlight onto the bed. And there were so many times when I wasn't planning on taking a nap where I just kinda lay down on the bed and be like, Oh, maybe I'll read a book or something and then
0: Okay, the, we'll keep it in your sun- pants
1: the sun would just sort of lull me to sleep. And I'd be like, "Eh, well, maybe I'll just lay here a little bit longer. Then my eyes would close. And suddenly it's four and a half hours later. No, not that long, but.
0: uh, (laughs) The calculus of a perfect nap is so, like the the margins are razor thin. You you know, you sleep 10, 20 minutes too long. You've now fucked yourself. Congratulations, you've played yourself.
1: But there's also a perfect state to nap in where I think you should seize it when you hit that opportunity because there are there's a certain kind of afternoon tiredness where you're just sort of tingly and so drowsy, and a nap just feels incredible. It's great, Steven. Talk about your nap. Yeah, habits. Steven's been taking a lot of naps lately.
0: Yeah, I have been. Ryan, why do you, why are you aware of Steven's napping habits? Uh, he had told me like, oh, I've been taking naps lately. That's okay. actually what he told me like, like in the middle of the day when he's just very tired. Uh, It's just a a way to rest his mind. So
2: I I have been taking some naps recently. I'll take maybe one or two naps a week, depending on how I feel. I don't know the situation of this person, Dumpling Queen. Mm -hmm. But you might want to see a doctor because to just take a nap and then suddenly wake up the next morning. But my advice actually here is not to take naps. And I would say for two, three weeks, try to set a very rigorous schedule for yourself i'm gonna to go to sleep at exactly this time i'm gonna wake up at exactly this time because i know i need around like eight hours of sleep so let me sleep at like 10 p.m and wake up at 7 a.m every day do that don't take any naps fight through the tiredness through the day and then see how you feel after a few weeks shane's giving me like a this is a terrible idea but let me tell you why
1: no, no i'm just laughing because ryan he appeared it. to pull a cup from underneath his bed, and it's the largest cup I've ever seen.
0: And it makes him look <laughs> like he's four years old. My, it was on my nightstand. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I'm um, very thirsty.
1: Yes, I, I would like to address, Stephen, um, good point there, because I somehow missed the part of the question where they said, if they fall asleep in the afternoon, they'll often
0: wake up the next day. And that's a little concerning. That that I will say, you might be right about them seeing a doctor, but I that also has happened to me a bit.
1: It's happened to well. me if I'm exhausted and I've right. like been up for a long time or have not gotten a lot of sleep lately. And I because there is such a thing as sleep debt, um, which is worth yes, talking is. about. Uh, one night of sleep may not necessarily get you back on track. Sometimes your body accumulates a debt. And I don't mm-hmm. know the science behind this. I've only heard no. our
0: friend Henry Lovner talk about it. Uh, <laughs> uh, so this is secondhand information. It's uh, not. It's not. It's not what you think it is. Like you can't. If, if, if there's a debt to be paid, you can't just like then binge a, a, a whole day of sleeping, and it's gonna all of a sudden you know get a rid get rid of that debt. I talked yeah. to a sleep doctor for. Uh, when I did that experiment with BuzzFeed where I tried Mm -hmm. to uh, do polyphasic sleeping. And he described it basically as like baking or rising bread. Mm -hmm. Um, If you put like bread in the oven for like 30 minutes and then you take it out and it's not, you know, you're not giving it the proper amount of heat, then all of a sudden you you binge it over a certain amount of time. It's not going to then fix the bread. It had to be in there the entire time for it to properly rise, which is... uh, for a pretty good metaphor to how, yeah. how to think about sleep debt. I mean, um, some people say
2: my body is a temple, but Ryan says my body is a bread. That's good. Yeah, that's a good yeah. one. Um, but yeah. the, uh, the thing is... so let me finish what I was saying about my, um, before you interrupted me. Uh, <laughs> I think you interrupted yourself. <laughs> no, I, I just, I, I want this person to know my personal advice I I'm not a doctor, so I don't know, but is what has worked for me in the past is I, I, I go two weeks and I don't take any naps and that helps me reset my body and then see where you are from there because yeah. it, you just might not be getting yeah. enough sleep at night.
1: Also, look, you know, there is, there is value to, to like little power naps here and there. Um, yeah, you know, it's open. just hard. Oprah talked about them at one point, I think it's hard because I think um, for you to be like time out how long you're unconscious for. I think there's also probably value to just laying down and closing your eyes for a bit in a way that is like probably helpful mentally. Um, But But when I've done that, sometimes I'll wake up like six hours later. That's what I'm saying. Set an alarm you know, set a fail-safe alarm like an hour later, put it across the room, turn it up as loud as you can so that you're not just uh, sleeping through it.
2: If you have a roommate, tell them to wake you up or if you have a friend, tell them to call you until you wake up. I actually used to do that in college when I would take naps before studying for exams, all-nighters, and it worked. I mean, just get get a friend to help out.
0: That's true, my ex-girlfriend had me do that once. One time she had asked me to wake her up uh, and call her because she was doing an all-nighter and she had a test. She had her final the next morning. And I called her and she wasn't picking up. And then I called her roommate and her roommate was like, hey, I'm actually out of the house. And I was like, well, her final is in uh, 15 minutes. <laughs> so what I ended up doing was I ran across the campus and then knocked on her door and uh, she got to the final.
2: Wow. <laughs> the freaky man. I once man. slept through a final
0: and i've never I done begged that begged my professor to let either. me take it wait so that's like you know what would be crazy because i often, like I don't know material. about I, exactly i was just about to say i often now still have nightmares either where i miss a final or i have not studied for a final and i walk into class and they go hey today's the final and i go what i still have, I have those take the test have you ever had one where you're in a class and it's like
1: because uh, i'll still get these and it's a class that like it's a college class that you have not been to any other classes and it's like the last class.
0: Yes, I have this one
1: all the time. <laughs> yeah, I have that one. You know, Shane, and is it, I think is it's, it kind it's of just like because you're I think it's just because you're dreaming and it's like this different environment. But I'm I'm always like, I've I've never I've 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 been supposed to be I've, I've I should have been here every week.
0: Yeah, that's yeah. it's like, wait oh my god have i not been attending any of this class and now we're at the end it's so strange. i must have an f in this class this must be uh it's crazy that i still have those anxiety dreams so what i was about to ask you stephen is it possible that when you missed your final you had a dream where you were missing a final and then you woke up and went oh thank god that was a dream and then realized oh oh, shit, i'm actually missing a final uh did that happen no okay That's fair. Oh, that's yes. um, All right. One
1: quick alternative <laughs> suggestion uh, that is immensely helpful. Um, there's a in the in the vein of what we were talking about up top, which is that energy does create energy. Um, one thing you can do if you're feeling overwhelmed with drowsiness mid afternoon and you feel like you're gonna. Like you desperately need a nap because I've, I get that. I've had that where like your eyelids feel heavy. It's hard to concentrate on stuff. It's for a number of factors. Maybe you just had a bad night's sleep. Maybe you're, who knows? Um, do some jumping jacks, go for a walk, get some fresh mm-hmm. air, do some push ups. Um, mm-hmm. yeah. Push ups are like my go to because it just gets so much blood moving throughout the body. Um, walks are yeah. also great, but just get yourself moving, which. It feels borderline impossible sometimes because you're like, "But I'm so tired. All that will feel good is a nap." Um, but if you if you get some blood moving around, you'll you'll feel better. I think. Um, so that's something.
0: All hey, right. Get good that luck, blood moving, baby. Get the blood moving. Get the blood moving. Like the waters of ancient Babylon.
1: Yes. <laughs> um, I got to pee before we get to our next question.
0: Sure. Uh, I'll I'll cool. go pee too cause By, I have Bye, to. Ryan. And guess where i'm just going to sit here and talk to myself you know it's funny uh the back to the napping scenario i i do feel the anxiety and the uh and the fear of getting something done in time let's paint a scenario here it's five o'clock and you have something maybe at like five forty-five or six and you want to squeeze in a nice 20 or 40 minute nap so if you're squeezing in a 20 minute nap it's 5 o'clock now you're thinking all right i'll set my alarm for 5:30 that gives me 10 minutes to fall asleep so that i could squeeze in this 20 minute nap what often happens to me is as i set the alarm i lay down in my bed and i'm thinking oh man i wonder what time is it now i better fall asleep before i hit 5:10 because if i don't <laughs> if if i don't fall asleep before then my nap's going to be shorter than 20 minutes which by the way is optimum nap time um and i'm going to get like a 10 11 minute nap and i'm going to wake up not feeling refreshed at all i'll be worse for it so i will often roll around stressing out about the idea that i have to fall asleep before 5:10 and before you know it it's 5:10 and now i'm in this shitty situation where i go i guess i could still keep napping now i'm even more tired because i've just been rolling around so and you know i i really do empathize with you here dumpling queen because it's something that uh I also struggle with Uh, and I guess that isn't really uh, advice as much as it is, uh, I'm with you here. For a while there, I was listening to ASMR, like tapping, that actually was helping. That's creepy. Um, But then I started to find other parts of ASMR YouTube, which are a little weird, where people are like cosplaying and staring at you uh, and doing weird things. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this anymore. So now I just stick to like the uh, water dropping on leaves kind of deal. But uh, no, it's it's, 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 a, it's a weird scenario to be in, for sure. I've been putting um, on one of those walking around videos is probably nice for napping. Time. Yeah, yeah, walking around, like walking around Tokyo, like the one you have. I, oh, I can't do walking around Disneyland because then I'll get too excited. Um, <laughs> but let's move on to this next question, though. <laughs> okay,
2: this one comes from our friend. Uh, the name is Sarah. And Sarah says, hey guys, my name is Sarah, but if you come up with something better, feel free to use that instead. Uh, I'm gonna call you. It sounds
0: like you already blew it.
2: Well, th- I'm reading the letter, so that I'm just reading. I'm gonna call you Emily.
1: <laughs> you just give her a different name. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, so Emily, uh... nice. something
1: better. Obviously, Emily, <laughs> a better name than Sam. What are you about? Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: man. Um... <laughs> <laughs> People know nice. on the show that I, I give great names. Okay. And yeah. it's very divisive, but <laughs> hey, just, well, just, what am I gonna do?
0: Just a reminder too, when, when you want a real uh, swing for the fence's name, just press old Stephen Lemon. he'll give you a gem like Emily <laughs> <laughs> when your name is Sarah. <laughs> oh, Ever since middle school,
2: I've struggled <laughs> to make friends and appear friendly unless I was forced to do group work or team projects. The few friends I do have often ask me if I'm okay mid-conversation because I was too quiet and because I tend to look upset or unhappy. I like to think I'm an agreeable slash content person, but I guess it doesn't really translate to my face. On top of that, conversation with strangers and acquaintances isn't one of my strengths. I don't want to look like a grouch, and although the simple answer is to just smile more, I can't help but feel completely disarmed by it. I've tried practicing in mirrors and thinking happy thoughts, but smiling around people I don't know well enough makes me feel weird. I'm 20 now, and I fear I may be losing opportunities to meet wonderful people in the future. Have any of you ever struggled with this or known anyone that has? How would you go about appearing more approachable? Trivia. Wrigley's Spearmint and Juicy Fruit Gum was originally a promotional freebie for customers to buy their baking soda and soap until they eventually made it their sole product based on popularity alone wow that's a good fact that's good gum that's good that's gum. pretty good it is good gum is a what's the main fruit? um yeah, the main fruit. baking soda is it arm and hammer uh, those guys yeah who's the? Yeah. Who's their main yeah. competitor
1: who's their main competitor i don't know i don't know they're, they're they're pretty monolithic in the field
2: yeah yeah monopoly yeah yeah okay um So uh, Emily, this reminds me of myself as a child and this is not going to be any surprise to my co-hosts here but I tend to uh, be very task slash business oriented um, in the way that I operate. Look, I love having a good time. I love hanging out with friends but I also love getting things done. And the way that I got to know people, you know, when I was younger was through group projects, was through schoolwork, because that's where I excelled. And um, mm. I don't know, there was, I, I didn't really understand the idea of getting to know people for just who they were until like college. Um, I was always like the person who you went to when you wanted to complete a task, which sounds super boring, but. I took pride in that. That was just who I am. I think the thing that changed, though, for me was when I kind of had um, somewhat of an existential crisis, maybe in college, a little bit after, and thinking about, and (laughs) I don't know if this is going to answer your question at all, by the way. I'm just sharing my own life story here. But thinking about myself and my life and my worth and what I was doing with it, I just realized that like none of it really mattered. I mean, I can't... any. You know, I came into this earth with nothing. I'm leaving with nothing. Uh, and all of the, well, you know. Well, well, I mean, except your Tesla. That's true. <laughs> right, we that all know that Tesla, the Tesla. in the
0: warranty. It's in the, the user You bring manual.
2: that to Sedona, and it goes I through mean, the vortex Steve, into heaven. You do, you so. do have a,
1: a written document uh, demanding that you be buried in that. In the Tesla,
2: yes. yes. Um, hey, what can I say? I'm EV for life, man. And
0: death. Uh-huh. Uh, that's it, then yeah, I appreciate it. I appreciate conviction, and I guess so does Elon Musk because it is in the user's manual. But I think
2: what I, I I'm gonna just ignore everything uh, that Ryan says here. Um, <laughs> I think what I realized was that the thing that was important to me and what I wanted to take away from this life were the relationships and friendships and uh, the people around me that I cared about. Um, I know it sounds kind of cheesy and corny, but that's just the truth, right? Like what's important to me are the people. Starting Watcher was never about making lots of money. Money was just a way that we could use to build a company that we wanted to do with our friends. Um, and and so maybe it's it requires a little bit of a framework of the way that you think. Not to, not to say that you shouldn't be um, the way you are right now, which I think is still who I am. I mean, Shane and Ryan know, like in a meeting, who's gonna get, make sure things get done? It's gonna be me. It's fine. It's true. It's um, true. And everybody, every group needs that, right? Because Ryan and Shane can be Ryan and Shane. They don't have to worry about uh, all the the nitty gritty things of, you know, (laughs) It's true. uh, true. (laughs) work. But at the same time, I always have to remind myself that um, work doesn't really matter that much. I mean, it does. But like, what's the point of doing it if you're not going to enjoy it with, with your friends? So, I don't know. This is more of an existential thing that I've been going through. And I didn't really answer the question. But I just wanted to share that because i relate to you and i don't think you're weird at all i don't think uh, i think you're totally normal um and this is something that you're just going to learn to work through over time and don't worry you're you sound like you're fearing missing opportunities um
0: you're, you're gonna be just fine yeah I, I i think i have some insight on this as well because i for the most part have a permanently dumb grin on my face or it's either a very dumb grin on my face or the most intense look you could possibly have on a human. Um, and I, and I flip flop between the two, but I will also, I've also been told I have a fairly expressive face where I am not able to hide what I'm thinking for the most part, and it, and it has been told to me. Um, and I, I, have I've had also somewhat of a, a, an existential existential crisis in the sense of like, I always strive to live my life as authentic and genuine as possible. I don't like hiding things or being fake. But I learned as I got older and grew up that that may not always be the best way to live. Um, and what I mean by that is sometimes to, for the better of the team or the people in the room, I have to not be 100% myself in that moment, um, which may mean that like, if I don't like what's being said, I don't just sit there and kind of zone out or something. Or... Uh, not be overly enthusiastic because that might it might reveal some um, that might make people uncomfortable in a different way um, and that's something that I've learned in my life where I do have to watch the expression on my face for instance sometimes if I get on someone's nerve uh <laughs> I tend to grin because it's 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 a it's a bad quirk of mine and uh I I've tried to 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 remedy that over time but w- what I'm saying is yes we are all wired a certain way and we're you know preconceived to uh, look a certain way a majority of the time but as you get older you learn that you may have to tweak that a bit based on the situation just to get through um, and that's okay but what that does mean is when you're with your friends and your family and people that love you and know you you can be yourself most of the time and that's where it's okay to be 100 authentic because they'll love you despite your flaws in a business meeting or an interview. Maybe it's time to kind of play center field there and know, okay, let's be a little conscious of the way my face looks right now. Um, and that's something I definitely have had to do throughout my life as I got older. It was part of growing up. Um, and that comes with time and I guess getting more comfortable with yourself. I'm still working on that too. So um, yeah, I think that's the best advice I can give.
2: One thing I forgot to mention before Shane jumps in here, uh, which is about the your face appearing a certain way. I do have resting, like frustrated face or sad face or bored I don't know what it's not it's not RBF it's it's more like I don't know mad resting mad face I guess yeah resting uh, mad. I, guess, I don't know I, I I guess so yeah sure I I don't know but the point is I think that it I have felt at times that it was a disadvantage in life because I have this like weird looking face
0: but um <laughs> sorry I, I it's think just the, a funny sentence out of context i, I have felt like i have had a disadvantage of life because i got this weird I mean, funny looking just, face i mean <laughs> truth, you know. frankly
1: Stephen, i feel like it has come to your advantage when it comes to a lot of business things because
2: i agree you're, you're, <laughs> you're just playing everything close to the vest i'm just straightforward and but the thing is i think people who are smart enough and who will give you a chance will realize that there's so much more behind you than your rbf so Truthfully, yeah. like all you can do is be genuine and people actually reading that a lot better than they do into like the outside cover of your, of the book situation. So, you know, just be genuine and the truth
0: will come out eventually. It, it, you do have to judge it though on a case by case basis. Though, yes, I recall when I was in pitch meetings for Watcher and we were trying to pitch investors, like big time oh. businessmen. Oh. Sometimes they would raise concerns and be like, "How are you going to solve this problem?" And my face, inside my head, I would be thinking, "Oh, I'm a little worried about that. How are we going to solve that problem?" And I know the outside of my face kind of looked like, <laughs> we've and heard. I had to. <laughs> the never One quite, time
1: Shane never and quite I told
0: the story of when Steve wasn't there and Ryan and I. <laughs>
2: There and was one I, pitch meeting where
0: that, it was just yeah. Shane and I. <laughs> you, you you could tell this went Shane because it's very. It funny. It we were nailing it.
1: We were having a lot of fun. Um. And granted, like I I don't know if that guy's out there listening to this podcast. He was a really yeah. friendly guy. I'd still met him at a coffee shop back when we, yeah, that was a thing. He was really did. nice, and we had a great conversation with him. Um. And uh. Then at the end of it, he had some questions about sort of uh our you know the logistics revenue the, projections the revenue projections oh like this
2: story cost Stephen, benefit analysis
1: steven had really mapped this out on a very impressive like you know excel document with so many different cells
0: and so many um, figures lots of figures, so many figures
2: and well, it wasn't just me by yeah. the way i had a lot of financial advice from yes you some did of our yes. investors yes. and and another
0: um, of that advice came from Shane and I.
1: <laughs> and he was like, Oh, can I take a look at that? And Ryan was like, uh yeah, here you go. And did you did he have a laptop? Did you give him an iPad? I can't I, remember. I had a
0: I had an iPad. I had my trusty little iPad with me. And he was <laughs> like, Oh, this all sounds great, fellas. I really like the vision. I like the team you guys have put together. I like just all of like the the, the ethos you're trying to communicate here. Um before I jump in here though, I, I think y- could I just see some some figures, just some like cost benefit, you know. Money jargon, and I was like, "Oh yeah, sure, sure. We got this spreadsheet." And in thinking in my head, "Oh, we got this guy now because Stephen Lim has <laughs> nailed this already." So I confidently flip around my iPad to show him the spreadsheet, and he's just sitting there looking at, it and he goes, "Hmm, yeah, yeah. Oh, well, what does this part mean right here?" And uh, I, I just remember. Thinking, huh? I had not prepared for any follow-up questions on no, the spreadsheet. Me neither. And I did that very slow turn of knowing that even though I was going to go look at it, there was nothing I had to offer. So what I did <laughs> no, was I turned the iPad fact, back to Shane and I, and we're yes. both just looking at it, going, "Yeah, yeah." Um, so uh, we're actually not the the, the um, you know we're not the um, we're not the business guys here. Actually, our, our our third co-founder, if he was here, he'd be able to walk you through. But I think that, and we're just stumbling.
1: And, I, d- I have an image in my mind very specifically of you like, like snooping, di- like craning down and looking at it, and, and you being like, what, where, where? And he's like, he was like pointing specifically at the
0: thing, and you were like, oh, oh. And at the yeah. that's when I turned the iPad back towards me, like, oh, that's going to do it. If I get an even closer look at these numbers, maybe they'll You know speak what? I'm looking me. at them upside down, so it takes me a little bit uh, to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and. I just remember thinking we are never going on a pitch meeting without Stephen Lim again. No. Um, and this, and this, d- it does tie into your question in that uh, maybe it was not great for Shane and I to be 100% genuine on our face there uh, in terms of what we were thinking, because nothing about our face sold. This is a company you could be confident in. <laughs>
1: um, and that also speaks to, you know, we're, we're all uh, adults who have, Gone through a lot in our lives and yeah. are, you know, well traveled and have talked to a lot of people. Yeah. And we sure don't nail the social interactions. That was a year ago. On the so uh, yeah.
0: yeah, yeah. You know, you got some time. I think it's just part of growing and getting more comfortable with yourself. It's tough being a young person. It just is. Mm-hmm. So don't get discouraged. Just stay in there. Keep going in the trenches, and uh, you'll figure it out eventually. It'll, it'll get easier. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. I don't know that I have a lot of advice for this one. I, a lot of my friendships were either... They, I feel like they all came about in different ways, and I've never been particularly good at, like, seeking out friendships so much as sort of letting them happen very organically over a long period of time. Um, yeah. So I don't know. There's different ways. Um, but like in college, I wasn't very good at making friends. Uh, I probably could have been more proactive about it. So don't beat yourself too, up too much about that. It's tough. Um, but if like Ryan said, if you're if you're genuine and you, you know, maybe if you put yourself in situations where you're around like minded people or find things you do, you enjoy, maybe something will will present itself there.
0: I think that does it for this one. This was a, a super-sized one. We went on for quite a bit here. Uh, yeah, whatever. A lot of anecdotes. Yeah, fun. We love the dotes. These dudes Dropping, dropping the dotes, as Steve <laughs> These dudes and their dotes. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right. Uh, um, as always, if you'd like to submit a question or an update for a future episode, send, uh, send them on over to hwydpod at gmail.com. Uh, if it's an update, just put update in the subject line, and we'll... we'll fill people in on how your situation turned out that'd be fun we'll update um, you yeah <laughs> exactly right
0: <laughs> all right we'll see you next week everybody <laughs> bye you know there's an update you could uh, shut up put it there Shh, and then we'll um sh- 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 shut up <laughs> fill you in <laughs>